2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
3: Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 vibes. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. 10-9. We'll make it happen.
4: We know what we got to do. The
2: Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
3: Nut fuel in the tank for Jenny Hamlin, who comes across the line. He scores his third win of the season. Way to go, babe. So proud of you and this race team. Ain't hey, nobody knows what we got, but we do, and we're going to keep breaking it. The driver at the front of the field, Jimmy Johnson. We've got three alarm fire. We've, we've got to get this thing turned around.
2: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after our second trip to Pocono Raceway. Lots of drivers finding success over the weekend on the tricky triangle. And one of them was Roush Fenway driver Ryan Newman. He's on this week's NASCAR Live to talk about that and a whole lot more. We'll look back on Sunday's Gander RV 400 at Pocono with this week's Backtracks we've got an exclusive interview with NASCAR XFINITY Series driver Chase Briscoe. Last year, he won at Eldora in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, and he's heading back there again this Thursday to try to make it two in a row. Of course, coming off his win over the weekend at Iowa Speedway. Speaking of Eldora, track owner Tony Stewart will join us to talk about how he acquired that legendary dirt track. Hendrick Motorsports has been slowly building back up to where they were a few years ago. On today's show, we'll hear from all four drivers and their thoughts about the team. Matt DiBenedetto's crew chief, Mike Wheeler, will give us some insight on how to set a race car up for Watkins Glen. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history and a preview of this week's Jeff Gordon podcast and a whole lot more. But to get us started this week, Kim Kuhn joins us with the latest in social news. Kimmy.
6: Denny Hamlin took the checkers at Pocono Sunday in the Cup Series for the fifth time at the Tricky Triangle. It was in 2006 that Hamlin earned his first Cup Series win during the June race. I'm
7: proud of the whole team for putting me on a great strategy there. Pit stops, everything. This is a perfect team effort this weekend. We really uh, identified our weaknesses from the first race and we went to work and, uh, as a driver and a team. And I uh, think we're better for it.
6: An awesome photo making the social media rounds following Hamlin's victory Sunday was a side-by-side comparison of the late J.D. Gibbs hugging Hamlin in 2006 after their first win together with a photo of Coach Joe Gibbs hugging Hamlin on Sunday. The Gander RV 400 was the end to a busy weekend for NASCAR. On Saturday, the Gander Outdoors Truck Series raced in Pocono, where Ross Chastain earned his third victory of the year.
8: I still feel like we have room for improvement. I feel like guys have more sponsorship, as Chris alluded to. Um, they have more resources they have more personnel but i know right it's easy to sit up here after you win a race and say this but they don't have more heart and i mean that i don't say stuff up here for pr i don't say stuff up here just for any biased reason like i, I truly believe that our group like there's there's hardly there's just a one or two guys left back at the shop right now and these group the, the whole group all the nice motorsports people are driving home tonight because they didn't want to buy they don't want to buy plane tickets because it costs so much so no we should not be the favorite And I love
6: that. Pictures of Chastain smashing a watermelon at the Tricky Triangle made their rounds on social media. It should be fun to see Chastain compete for a championship when the Truck Series playoffs begin in a few weeks. They will race this Thursday at the Eldora Speedway. You'll hear from Chase Briscoe later, who's looking to defend his win there from a year ago. Speaking of Briscoe, on Saturday night in Iowa, the NASCAR Xfinity Series raced and Briscoe found the Checkers for the first time in 2019, the second win of his career.
7: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I know my confidence has been a little bit down. It's hard whenever your teammates, you know, got the same stuff as you and and he's kind of lighting the world on fire. But, you know, me and Boswell have had a lot of meetings where, you know, we try to put it in perspective how much experience Cole has compared to me and, You know, we were talking just a couple weeks ago, you know, I was the first place we're going to go back where we've been before. So we have, we're not as much of a deficit when we go there. And I think that showed this weekend, this is the most competitive we've been from practice to qualifying to the race, just because I feel like experience and seat time is everything. The more you can get, the better you're going to be. And. It has been tough to go to a lot of these places for the first time. And even if I've ran them before, last year it was in the 60 car. And just how the cars drive is totally different. So it's been a learning curve.
6: And finally, the Cup and Xfinity Series head to Watkins Glen this week. If you listen to our broadcast on Sunday of the Gander RV 400 from Pocono, you heard A.J. Allmendinger in the booth. Well, Dinger is back in a NASCAR stock car this week, competing for Colleg Racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series.
9: Yeah, just pumped. You know, it's uh, we ran at Daytona and, and uh, we had a solid race. I don't want to talk about the uh, overall finish of how that happened, but uh, just the opportunity that Matt Colleg and Colleg Racing have given me to go out there and run all four road course races in the Xfinity Series can be a lot of fun and. Hopefully, I race Saturday and win. And then Sunday, I got to get back to work for NBC Sports anyway because we got the IMSA race at Road America. So, uh, be covering that. So, a full weekend again for me.
6: I'm Kim Kuhn. For more on what's trending in NASCAR, visit our social media channels at MRN Radio. You can also check out our website, mrn.com.
5: Thank you, Kim. Coming up next, we'll look back on Sunday's Gander RV400 at Pocono with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, we'll go face to face with Ryan Newman.
3: Summer's here, and there's no better time to hit the road. At AutoZone, we have the Duralast batteries you can rely on to drive with confidence. They're proven tough, even in the most extreme conditions. That's because they're designed to improve performance and provide your ride with a powerful startup. And they're available only at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Visit us at AutoZone.com to get everything you need and start the job fast. It's based on data from the MPD Group Incorporated, Car Care Track 4 months ending December
10: 2018.
11: Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back
2: in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you,
11: Chuck. In a word, oranges.
2: Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: We've got some of the best in-car audio coming up next with this week's Backtracks. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: Whelan would like to congratulate Danny Hamlin and his number 11 Joe Gibbs Racing pit crew for their win at Pocono Raceway on Sunday. They are the Whelan Trusted Perform Pit Crew of the Week. With 45 laps to go, Hamlin's crew chief, Chris Gaybart brought the 11 in for fuel, hoping it would last the rest of the race.
10: Eric Jones and Denny Hamlin, the Joe Gibbs Racing teammates, they went with two tires, and the key is just chocking the car full of Sunoco Racing fuel. On the
2: road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This past weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series raced at the Pocono Raceway. For the second and final time in 2019, it was the Gander RV 400.
3: And here's how it sounded with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Everybody with eyes on the flag stand looking for the green flag. And it is in the air. Running in fifth but beginning to fade is Eric Jones. Here's what he has to say about his Toyota. You're doing good there. I know we got the handling issue. Just stay as close as you can. Make the most of it. Remember the lap we talked about. That's what I'm planning to do right now.
1: A big adjustment. I'm more worried about blowing the right front than anything, honestly,
10: at this point. Eric Jones brings his Toyota into the crew. It's going to be a major chassis adjustment. Just to give you a little feedback
1: there, definitely the right front didn't look all that great as you expected. Um, Looks like we had a problem with the track bar adjuster and the wrench just broke off on the inside, so he couldn't get an adjustment that he wanted. We did get a big air pressure adjustment. But we didn't get the track bar adjustment we wanted. Yeah, the whole thing broke. I can see it laying on the back of string. I've got
12: my eye right now on Kyle Bush. He is rocketing back through this field, and he's doing it in a way that virtually nobody else is able to do. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that
8: was right to bowl, baby. There's any progress here, man? You don't have to press too hard.
3: We're going to slow him down. Money Lion caution is out. And it is because of, well, that moisture we were just talking about on the window.
9: Yeah, it's raining pretty hard in three. I need you to be real easy out of the tunnel into three here. Five, six, Caution's out, Caution's out. Kyle Busch with that clean air out
12: front, but he's not getting away. Eric Jones just about a half a car length back off his deck as they work their way back into turn
1: number three. Pay attention to his line. You're all good. You got about two cars more than what the 18 is to you behind you. Once we got all the fuel numbers here, we think we're just over two laps
3: short. Just to give you some info, I don't know that we can save that, but if we catch a caution, we'll be in good shape. Brad Kozlowski has had a boy, a quiet run to fifth, but he's been no better than that. But Brad right now holding down P5. Needed one fortune. Don't let anyone pass us. Copy, one fortune. Don't let anybody pass. Got it. I'll do it again. I don't think there's much I can do about doing it
12: again. But up front, it continues to be Eric Jones. His preferred line is about a groove, a groove up off the racetrack. Martin Turex Jr., two grooves off. Copy, how
3: are we doing? We just got to keep doing what we're doing. We're right at it. Copy. And it may not make a difference because it appears Austin Terrio's car has come to a stop just at the
9: exit of turn number one, approaching the tunnel turn to the bottom of the racetrack. Now we all just sit here and wonder all these guys that have been saving fuel. Do they do they stay out? Which they probably will. Do the front three? If they run so hard, they can't make it on field. They're gonna have to come pit anyway. We're gonna see. Yep, that's about our luck right there, guys. Stretch caution down. Take care of it here. Oh my God! I couldn't that guy. There's like four entrance
0: ways.
3: Eric Jones will give it one last try. It will come up short. But enough fuel in the tank for Denny Hamlin, who comes across the line. He scores his third win of the season. Way to go, babe. So proud of you and this race team. Ain't nobody knows what we got, but we do, and we're going to keep breaking it.
5: We congratulate Denny Hamlin and his number 11 team for stretching the fuel and pulling off the win at Pocono Raceway. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, we'll go face-to-face with this week's AutoZone Driver of the Week, Ryan Newman, has your check engine light come on recently? Then check out the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. <laughs>
2: I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore construction management platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. We go face-to-face
5: with Ryan Newman next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now,
2: back to Mike Bagley.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live.
5: Over the weekend, MRN's Jason Toy had a chance to sit down with Roush Fenway Racing's newest driver, Ryan Newman, to talk about his season and a whole lot more in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview.
3: Into turn three for the final time. It is Ryan Newman by two car lengths.
12: Ryan, first season, Roush Fenway. At this point, we're getting looking towards the playoffs. How do you grade this team so far?
13: I mean, better than a C, not not an A, but um, you know, I guess the balance would be between a B minus and a B plus, depending on the weekend. Um, you know, we're we're not clicking off top fives, and I think that makes you an A. But um, you know, we've showed a lot of progress, and I'm proud of that. Um, it's been more of a rookie season than my rookie season by several. Factors, You know, new people, new manufacturer, new team, new organization, new everything. And um, that's more of a rookie than I ever was my rookie season in the Cup Series. So um, kind of underestimated that a little bit me personally. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's been good to be where we're at right now, knowing that we're ahead of a lot of other teams that have been together and didn't switch manufacturers or did switch, you know, car bodies and things Mm -hmm. like that. So uh, I feel like we're better than a C. It's definitely not an A. You
12: guys have been consistent. That's a big thing, though. Top 10 to what, five of the last six top 10
13: races. That's something to be well, pretty out of. That's good. And, um, you know, that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not where we want to be. So we have to keep building on that. And I think we have. We look forward to coming back to these racetracks mm-hmm. for the second time and proving that we've definitely learned you know after the first rodeo
12: you know you started off with Ford in your rookie year and you're back with Ford again what are some of the things that you talked about a little bit there but what's some of the things you had to change with you and and going in this new organization this year with Ross Fenway
13: I didn't have to change anything other than mm-hmm. just drive and you know have a positive attitude which mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have um, everybody at Ford is new or different compared to where I was 18 years ago so mm-hmm. that's nothing to parallel in my from my standpoint but I do enjoy the, the people at Ford and um, you know the at uh, the assets that we have both in human capital as well as um, you know the, the technical side um, have proven to be successful so we just got to do our job and get the uh, Roush Fenway group um, where we need to be you know you got
12: an engineering background you got an owner it's got an engineering background as well away from the track how, how involved are you
13: technically with the team uh, not every day yeah um, I mean they keep me in tune on what they're doing and what's going on but that's not my job I mean yeah. I, if um, jack wanted to pay me as an engineer and a driver then, then i get that but i, I really just enjoy the, the driving part of it and trust them to make the right decisions uh, with the race with the race car from an engineering standpoint new team for you this season with
12: ford and you get a new package as well when it comes to the arrow and everything else what's are you a fan of this package or are you
13: there's things that still need to be tweaked i'm not um i don't know that many people that are but i'm not it's um you know it's way too sensitive and dirty air it's provided some good racing um, mm-hmm. but I think we could have provided good racing regardless you can't just you can't just pin it on the package so um, not a fan of the 550 package and I'm not a fan of all the downforce and drag I just um, don't feel like that's the way I've ever wanted to race um, you know I doesn't mean I can't stand the victory lane really or be successful mm-hmm. it's just not my preference. You know, you've been in the playoff run before. You know, you've know, you almost
12: won the championship as well, and you guys right now are, are are right there in that playoff hunt. You know, you're in the in it right now, but it's going to be kind of okay. tooth and nail going on down. We're in the hunt, but we're also being hunted. So yeah, <laughs> with you know, you got a lot of young guys and some other guys around with you as well. You've, obviously, you want to win. You're a racer. I know you. You've always wanted to win. But what about points? Are you looking at the points as you go?
13: Uh, I mean, I'm aware of them, but it doesn't change the way I race. I just have to go out there and do the best job I can. Yeah, it's uh. You, with the crew that's coming in with this, and you've been here a lot. I mean, you got
12: almost 700 starts in this series here. You're approaching that your next milestone. Is it? Um, are you kind of the veteran now with like co- coaching these guys? Be. I know you are, but yeah, I mean, you, yeah. are you? Have you become tuckin I mean, on the
13: again? There's there's so many things that are new. I mean, just the way we you work on the cars and tune them and things like that that have not been the same over the last 18 years of my career, so I I think there's things that I am a veteran of, but there's so many things still that are new or different or working with a different team that even if you are a veteran, um, you have to maybe change your approach to work on that chemistry. Let's talk about a little bit
12: away from the track, the the rescue ranch. You know, you and your wife Christy you started this with the girls as well, and it continues to grow. For folks that
13: don't know about the rescue ranch, explain to them about what it is. So we are a five hundred one c three in Statesville, North Carolina called Rescue Ranch, and we educate kids about animals, um, from domestic animals to wild animals, agricultural animals. One hundred and seventy seven acres, eight thousand square foot building, classroom style education that we bring kids in and do field trips and. and and um, in different camps and things like that throughout the summer to get them um, a little more personal touch, I guess you could say, with with animals and how to be responsible and respectful to those animals. So um, proud of what we've accomplished, and um, you know, it's, a, it's always a uh, some some kind of a struggle, I guess, to uh, raise money, raise awareness, and raise funding to do those types of things. But um, it's um, it's also been a lot of fun to see the smile on the kids' face and um, faces, and and, and to uh, to make a difference in our community. And, We also have a a playground that's an all-inclusive playground that um, the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foundation as well as the Earnhardt family and so many other families that are involved in NASCAR um, came together and helped us to fund a half-million-dollar, ten-thousand-square-foot all-inclusive playground. So no kid has a disability, which is pretty special for those those parents that have a kid who is has a disability and one that doesn't they can take them both to the same playground and, and that's that's something that's pretty special for the parent as well the oscar meyer mobile
12: you know you guys got a great sponsorship and a great partnership with them how hard is it to drive that thing have you had the chance they the won't thing? let me drive they it.
13: won't let you drive I mean, it you got to go to hot dog high to drive the wiener mobile and they um, they won't even let me take the class <laughs> <laughs> is, that's that's you the want, is this something is something you want to do not particularly. But I'm okay with it. You're okay with it? I don't want to take the job from those kids. Those kids usually have a great personality <laughs> and do a great job driving the Wienermobile, so I'm uh, I'm good doing what I'm doing. Right, I don't want them taking my ride, so I don't need to take them. That
5: <laughs> That's this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview with Ryan Newman and our Jason Toy. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, we've got an exclusive interview with NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Chase Briscoe, and later... We'll look into Hendrick Motorsports and where they are in the 2019 season.
11: Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9.
5: Busy race weekend coming your way from Watkins Glen International. This weekend, our on-track coverage begins with a jam-packed Saturday. We've got two Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practices coming your way, 10.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern. Those can be heard at MRN.com. Saturday afternoon, it'll be the Zippo 200 at the Glen for the NASCAR XFINITY Series. Motor Racing Network airtime, 2.30 Eastern, and then bush pole qualifying for the go bowling at the glen mrn on the air saturday night 6 30 p.m eastern we're back on sunday with the cup cars to go bowling at the glen motor racing network airtime sunday afternoon 2 p.m in the east nascar xfinity series driver chase briscoe is next this is nascar live on the motor racing network the voice of nascar
1: this is nascar live
3: back to turn one it's chase briscoe Five car lengths away from Christopher Bell. No lap traffic in front of him. A clean track, a driver's best friend. Chase Briscoe coming through three and four around the outside. Back to the start-finish line. He never
7: led until six laps to go this afternoon. And Chase Briscoe is headed to victory
2: lane at Iowa. He wins the U.S. Cellular 250. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: That's how it sounded over the weekend at Iowa Speedway. Chase Briscoe picking up the win in the U.S. Cellular 250. You heard it right here on the Motor Racing Network as we welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Indeed, Chase got his second career Xfinity Series win over the weekend at the Iowa Speedway. This week, he's got double duty. He'll run the truck race Thursday night. And then, of course, he'll run the Xfinity Series race at Watkins Glen on Saturday. MRN's Dan Hubbard talked with him about going back to Eldora.
2: Down the back straightaway, into three. In-finger on the outside, inching in front. Here comes Frisco, off four. Off turn four, side by side to the finish. Grant,
3: in-finger to the outside, they bounces off the wall. It's Chase Frisco to the bottom. He will win the sixth annual Eldora Dirt Derby here tonight at Eldora Speedway.
8: Take us back to almost a year ago at Eldora. What do you remember most about that finish?
7: It was close. Uh, that, that certainly, to say the least, it was really close. It was a really good race all the way through. You know, me and Grant battled pretty good the first half of the race and the middle part of the race, and we both pitted there at the end and had to go to the back. And we kind of we knew whoever got to the front first was going to have obviously the best chance to win. And I think we restarted 16th and 17th and battled through the field, and that was probably the most fun part of the race, just battling through all those guys trying to beat the other guy up through there and we got lucky and we got some yells at the end but then that last restart start beside grant who was probably the last guy i honestly wanted to start against just because i knew he was probably the he was the better truck i felt like um yeah and we one in turn one and he kind of banged up on our door so going into three we kind of returned the favor and then the last lap i felt like we played pretty fair i then mean, coming off turn four he He actually had me beat getting into turn three, and uh, we just throttled up, obviously, and and we're beating and banging all the way to the line. It was one of the better finishes, I feel like, in the truck series history. So hopefully we can go back this year again and put on another really good race. You seemed to make it look easy in some respects
1: last year, but were even you, despite your background, your knowledge of Eldora, your dirt track experience, were you surprised at first about how to sling a
7: truck uh, with that much more weight around a dirt track? Yeah, for sure. You know, going back to when I was driving for Brad in 2017, uh, I had all the confidence in the world going there. You know, I was the dirt guy. I was going to be good. And the the second lap out, I spun the thing out. And the fourth lap, I spun the thing out. And I was, I mean, I was wide open on the gas. And I, Tony actually came down to my truck and leaned in. He said, this thing is not a sprint car. You got to slow down. And ever since then, I kind of calmed myself down. I felt like I was a lot better there. So they're definitely way different than the sprint car I ever thought about being. Even when I was driving for Brad. I about flipped the thing, put it up in the catch fence, trying to throw a slider and just went in way too hard trying to throw one like you would in a sprint car and it just didn't work. So there's definitely a lot of lot of differences between the sprint car and the truck and they're definitely way heavier and the truck's not meant to go on dirt where the sprint car is, so they're they're definitely different, but I feel like still having that dirt background certainly helps.
8: What did it mean to you to win at Eldora, given your grandfather's history at that track?
7: Yeah, it was, you know, everything. Growing up, going to Eldora. You know, Eldora for dirt drivers is what Daytona is to pavement drivers. Everybody dreams of just getting to race at Eldora and and especially winning at Eldora. And, you know, I'd been going there ever since I was a kid. And like you said, my grandpa had won there with Jack Hewitt, who's the all-time winningest driver there and was my hero growing up. So it was special for me just to get a race at Eldora, let alone win there. It was uh, pretty phenomenal. THORSPORT PUT YOU IN THE TRUCK LAST YEAR, THORSPORT PUT YOU BACK IN THE TRUCK FOR THAT RACE THIS YEAR. WHOSE IDEA WAS ALL OF THIS IN THE BEGINNING? YEAH, SO LAST YEAR, IT WAS HONESTLY PROBABLY JANUARY, I STARTED BEGGING FORD, HEY, YOU GOTTA LET ME RUN THAT RACE, I WANT TO DO IT SO BAD, AND LAST YEAR IT CAME TOGETHER FOUR DAYS BEFORE THE RACE. I GOT CALLED uh, FROM PEPPER UP THERE AT THORSPORT AND SAID, HEY, WE'RE GONNA DO IT, FORD CALLED, THEY WANT YOU IN IT. So find out what you're gonna do for a seat, fly up here, whatever you need to do, and it was really last minute, and then this year we kinda, of, same thing, I started begging about January time to go do it again, uh, and it came together about a month and a half ago, so it's, it's been fun, we got a new sponsor on it this year, last year it was just Ford. this year we have Diet Edge, so it's pretty cool to bring a new sponsor into the sport, uh, they were at the Roval last year when I won, so they had a little bit of connection to me. Uh, and then, obviously, I was telling them about Eldora and how I'd love to go do it again, and they thought that would be a great opportunity. So it's pretty fun to bring in somebody new to the sport, and they're looking forward to it as well.
8: What's the typical Eldora fan like? What kind of people are they?
7: Oh, they're my kind of people. They're they're fun. It, I, I don't know how to explain the difference between the, the dirt-only fans and NASCAR fans, but everybody talks about how talladega is a party and michigan's a party and i feel like that's eldora every race they have whether it's nascar sprint car late mile or whatever they're just they like to have a good time and they're, they're fun to be there and the place is electric honestly for the truck race it's one of the best atmospheres you know it ranks up there with the bigger sprint car races even the chili bowl whatever i mean the fans get into it they're loud it's just a fun atmosphere to be a part of you're regular gigs in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, which will be at Watkins Glen, right on the
8: heels of that Eldora race. We look at the schedule say, no problem for Chase. He runs Eldora Thursday night. He doesn't have to worry till Saturday to go racing at Watkins Glen. Is that really the
7: case? Uh, definitely not. It's... Uh You know, this year, with them moving the race back to Thursday, it's always been on Wednesday in the past. It it did definitely put a a little bit of a tougher situation on a lot of the drivers, and I feel like that's why a lot of guys probably aren't able to go do it. Luckily, there's a a plane, I guess, Victory is going to charter a plane from Eldora to Statesville, then back to Watkins Glen. It'll probably be about four or five in the morning by the time we get there, but uh, luckily, there's going to be a plane going. But yeah, logistically, it's certainly tough. The biggest problem for me was we practiced, I think, at 11 a.m. on Friday. And if the race did rain out or get postponed on Thursday, I wouldn't be able to go back and do it. So that was one of the tough things is, you know, when we were telling Ford and Thorsport about it, like, hey, look, if this thing rains out, I got to leave. So uh, I know they had Snyder ready for a backup, but it looks like the weather's going to be really good next week. So hopefully we can go back. I really want to be the first driver to win that race twice and let alone be, do it back to back would be pretty phenomenal.
5: That's Chase Briscoe and Dan Hubbard from this past weekend at Iowa. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll talk about Hendrick Motorsports and where they are in the 2019 season. And later, we'll hear from
1: Tony Stewart. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Outback delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre-cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game-day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home.
14: It's here.
1: Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery
2: is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply.
1: Looking towards the weekend? Aren't Thursdays a drag? hours too. Get your weekly dose of nitro-fueled NHRA talk every Thursday on The Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Ralph Shaheen. Join Doug Herbert and myself as we talk with the biggest names, both past and present, to ever stomp down on the loud pedal. Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock, Motorcycles, you name it, we talk about it. Don't miss The Straight Line, Thursdays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are heard.
5: A full report on Hendrick Motorsports is coming up next. This is NASCAR live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward the Playoffs, presented by Procore. Daniel Suarez is still looking for that first victory of the season and of his Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series career, but says they need a mistake-free race.
4: Every race important, not just for the playoffs or not, but every race important, and uh, you know have a have a good clean day. I think that that's going to be important as well. That's something that. Uh, Unfortunately, we haven't had in the in the last few few weeks. Uh, we have had very fast race cars, but uh, we haven't been able to show that for for a lot of little mistakes or uh, bad luck situations, that, that won't last for very long. You have to clean those things up and, uh, and have
2: the finishes with deserve. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. For the last few years, Hendrick Motorsports has had some big changes and to this day those big changes continue to happen and it's showing on track for more on that here's mrn's woody kane
1: for the past couple of years hendrick motorsports has been in a transition phase with the departure of casey kane and the retirements of jeff gordon and dale earnhardt jr the team has moved to young and upcoming drivers like chase elliott alex bowman and william byron with the new blood and the changes to the aero package, the team as a whole has struggled to find Victory Lane. But there's hope on the horizon. One year ago, Chase Elliott scored his first Cup Series win at Watkins Glen.
8: All this time, we've been wondering when would it happen. It's going to happen today at Watkins Glen. In his 99th start, Chase Elliott is going to Victory Lane. It
1: was the first victory for Hendrick Motorsports in 2018. Elliott would go on to win two more races by the end of the year. When the 2019 season began, expectations were high for all four drivers. Elliott got his first and only win of the season at Talladega.
9: Yellow flag, checkered flag in the air. Looks like Chase Elliott is going to win the Geico
14: 500.
7: I think we're consistently on a, from year to year, some of the races this year, I feel like we've been we'll get a good bit better than what we were this time last year. At times, we've certainly struggled some weeks too, but no, I mean, there's really no extra pressure on me or anybody I mean we all want to do good you know we we don't we don't want to see those guys win you know every other week so I don't like it Uh, but it doesn't mean I'm not trying or anybody's not trying so that's just part of it right now and you know I've I've watched this deal for a long time and things kind of go up and down you ride the roller coaster where it's at uh, we're gonna
1: ride it where we are right now, and I have confidence one day it'll it'll turn around for us too. Seven time Cup Series champ Jimmy Johnson had failed to win a race in 2018, but in the offseason, Kevin Mendering replaced Chad Canals as crew chief of the 48 Chevrolet. But a win has yet to come. This week Mendering was replaced by engineer Cliff Daniels. As Jimmy sits just outside of the playoffs, changes needed to happen quickly if they're going to make a run at a championship. We know the reality of of where
7: we are, and we've got a three-alarm fire. We've, We've got to get this thing turned around. I look back to four or five races ago, we're leading laps, we're, we're finishing in the top five, you know, a couple races in a row, and then we just had two bad races. Um, unfortunately, a part failure and then unfortunately crashed at Kentucky. Um, so we just, you know, went back to the, the bottom side of the bubble. Um, so I know we have better speed than where we ran the last two weeks, and I think we are a top five car, top ten car, but we, we need to get back to winning, and, and it's, we, have, we don't have any time. We don't have any time for this year, and we're, we're up against the backstop on time for this year.
1: For Alex Bowman, this season has been a breakout year after scoring three second place finishes in a row he finally broke into the win column at chicagoland speedway
3: career win number one comes on a sunday night at the chicagoland speedway across the line and alex bowman has picked up the win
14: it's been a lot of fun you know just to be able to be a little more consistent than we've been and have really fast race cars each and every week i mean to go to sonoma and have speed throughout practice and you know, drive it off the racetrack twice in qualifying and still make the final round somehow. For me, that's crazy. Like I've always struggled making speed at road courses. William Byron has shown signs of improvement this year as well.
1: With his new crew chief, Chad Kanaus, the team has scored three poles, including the Daytona 500. His fourth-place run at Pocono has him securely in playoff contention.
7: I feel like we're we're catching up for sure. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great cars out there. I feel like it's probably the closest it's been in a while, and I feel like we're we're starting to be right in that mix. Obviously, so it's exciting uh, to definitely be close like that, and. Have opportunities and I know that with the speed that we have we've been looking for that for a, a while now so it's been been refreshing to kind of be be a part of the mix.
1: Byron led 21 laps in the first road course race this year at Sonoma Raceway. This weekend at Watkins Glen Byron could shine again. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of the Go Bowling at the Glen this Sunday at 2 p.m eastern time.
5: Thank you, Woody. This weekend at Watkins Glen, Alex Bowman has a special promotion. For more on that, here's NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky.
3: Guys, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series goes road racing this weekend in upstate New York at Watkins Glen. Alex Bowman will be one of the drivers in competition. His sponsor, Exalta, will be partnered with Carstar this weekend, who partners with Cystic Fibrosis. And you got a pretty special promotion coming up uh, this weekend that you'll wear during the race on Sunday afternoon.
14: Yeah, it's uh, it's really neat. I feel like all our partners do a really good job at you know just doing things that that matter, and it's been really cool to kind of learn more about CF, and you know the Accelerate the Cure deal is, is really neat to to have somebody with cystic fibrosis design the helmet that we're that we're gonna wear is, is special, and I think you know the special part about it is uh, is it's a it's a kid designing the helmet. It's a contest, but um, the helmet's supposed to portray what finding a cure for cystic fibrosis would mean to them so i haven't seen the helmet yet i'm excited to see which which one gets picked i know there's been a lot of great entries but it's special you know if if we can raise any awareness and and do anything at all to to help find a cure that's uh that's pretty neat and always good to have a a good cause on the car so then you don't have a say as to the helmet that gets chosen no, no, they don't really give me a say in much. I, I'm a kind of a steering wheel holder around these parts, but it's been pretty cool. Um, I, I've seen some of the entries, and it's just special. It's it's something that, I mean, growing up, I didn't know anybody with cystic fibrosis. I didn't, I wasn't around it. I didn't have family members affected by it, but to, uh, we had an event at the Exalta Customer Experience Center a couple weeks ago, and I got to meet a family and kind of learn more about it, and it's just kind of special and humbling to, to get to learn about it for sure.
3: We go road racing three times a year. This weekend will be one of them. What kind of a, a road racer are
14: you and, and kind of the possibility of getting this helmet maybe to victory lane on, on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I'm one of the worst road racers. I feel like I, I struggle. Um, you know, Sonoma, we were really confident through practice. We we're really, really fast on long runs and qualifying. I drove it off the racetrack twice and still made the final round and then um, lost power steering in the race and, and kind of struggled, so Ran well at the Roval last year. Uh, Really struggled at Watkins Glen. Hopefully we can get the the Glen figured out. Well, best of luck to you uh, this weekend at the Glen. Thanks. I appreciate it.
5: Thank you, Kyle. We'll hear from Tony Stewart next and later. We'll tell you about the latest Jeff Gordon podcast available at MRN.com.
3: Summer's here, and there's no better time to hit the road. At AutoZone, we have the Duralast batteries you can rely on to drive with confidence. They're proven tough, even in the most extreme conditions. That's because they're designed to improve performance and provide your ride with a powerful startup. And they're available only at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Visit us at AutoZone.com to get everything you need and start the job fast. Based on data from the MPD Group Incorporated, Car Care Track 12 runs ending December
2: 2018. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
5: Tony Stewart joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live Thursday night. The NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series will be at Eldora Speedway. The track owner is none other than soon-to-be NASCAR Hall of Famer, Tony Stewart. MRN's Dylan Welch sat down with Tony about Owning the historic Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio.
3: Welcome
1: to the legendary Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio for NASCAR's return to the dirt.
12: Eldora now is obviously a big focus for you. Your relationship with
9: Earl Baltus, is it safe to say he was only going to sell it to you? He had two other offers um, and Kerry Agajanian was still working with me at that time. I remember the day that Earl called me. Earl called me at nine o'clock in the morning, which nine o'clock in the morning to me is like calling somebody at five o'clock in the morning. A normal person at five o'clock in the morning. And I remember picking up the phone, and uh, and it was Earl. And I, a, I was surprised because I thought a lot of Earl anyway. But I didn't. Earl obviously had to get a hold of somebody to track track my number down. And uh, he goes, "I need you to come talk to me." I'm like, "Okay, well, you know what? What day do you want me to come?" He goes. Well, today, now, Earl, it's not—it's not a ten-minute drive across town to go talk. To, it's, I'm three hours away. He goes, "Okay, I'll see you at noon," and and he hung up the phone. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So I so I got up, got a shower, got dressed, drove three hours to Eldora, and uh, uh, I, we walked around for a while. And he just kind of was, was just a bunch of small talk, and he just was kind of, and I was—I couldn't figure out what he was why I was there. And then we sat down in the bleachers and there was nobody nobody around. Not a soul, it was just us. We're sitting in the bleachers looking across the racetrack and he goes, you know, my health isn't as good as it used to be and the doctor says I need to take stress out of my life and he goes, Bernice and I think you'd be the right person to take over Eldora. And I mean, it was, it was like my heart sank in my chest. It was like I couldn't believe he would say something like that. And it was just a humbling comment to hear that from him and uh so we talked about it some more and sat we sat there what seemed like an eternity before I left but I remember uh I remember getting in the car and leaving and and uh I called I called uh Carrie and I said hey you aren't going to believe where I'm at or where I just left from and why I was there and and just shortly after i said that the cell signal out in the middle of nowhere because it's like the scene from field of dreams to get to eldora there the cell signal wasn't very good out there so i lost the cell signal and dropped the call and i got him back about 20 minutes later and he he was just he he couldn't he, he was going nuts trying to figure out what the hell was going on so i told him i said i just i just left earl and at uh, at eldora i said he called me this morning at nine and told him what had happened and uh, I said Earl and Bernice think I'd be the right person to take over Eldora. I said his health isn't great, and he wants me to buy Eldora. And Carrie goes, "That's that's such a cool opportunity." And it wasn't anything that was ever on the radar for me. I'd never dreamed of owning a racetrack or had any desire or business of even owning a racetrack. So. Uh, but when we talked about it, it, you know, it was it was like, well, it's a good opportunity. It's the right time. It's the right place. Um, and to get an endorsement like that from from Earl and Bernice really meant a lot to me. So, um, you know, we ended up buying it. I and I remember the, I remember the day that we did the paperwork. Oh, my God, they they had a file rack that was like an accordion. It just kind of folded up, but there were all these, you know, vanilla envelopes or file organizers and all this paperwork to sign for it. And I was scared to death. I'm like, man, this is definitely the largest purchase I've ever made on anything. And I mean, it was huge for me, but I I was so scared, so nervous. And it wasn't so much because of the money I'd spent. Uh, It was how am I going to, how am I going to run this place to the standard that Earl and Bernice want it to be ran at? So, um, so I remember a lot of a lot of the things that we did early on uh, when we had ideas on improvements and this and that, I, I would call Earl and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do, you, what do you think about it? And there was never any of the conversations that we had about any of that stuff that he didn't like that idea. And, and some of them he really, really liked. It. But a couple of them was really cool because he goes, you know, I always thought of that. He goes, I just never had the time or never time to do it because i'm glad you're doing he goes i i like that idea and i always wanted to do that and that's stuff like that made me feel really good initially and and to this day i mean we we miss earl and and uh but everything that we do at the track we sit there and say what would what would earl think about this and and uh so i i i think when he looks down i think i hope and i think and i hope he's proud of what we've done there
5: You can hear more from Tony Stewart on an upcoming podcast called Rip the Fence, hosted by Dylan and our Tyler Burnett. You can download it for free anywhere where you get your podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, we've got one that we think you're really going to love. It's called MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior. This week's episode is about the successes in the late 1990s.
9: From '95 to '98, I think we won about a third of the races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was good, and and uh, Mr. Hendrick invested it wisely yes, because he got did. a really nice uh, complex over there. But when I look at the '98 season, and and think we were able to tie the you know great Richard Petty and Dale Inman and that group for 13 wins in modern day, but you know 17 top fives in a row that year, and and for that time, I think that that. that TO ME, THAT'S A PRETTY SPECIAL RECORD.
3: JEFF GORDON WINS THE DAYTONA 500 FOR A SECOND TIME. A DRAMATIC LAST QUARTER CHARGE BY DALE Earnhardt. GORDON MANAGES TO FEND HIM OFF. AND NOW THEIR CARS BRUSH TOGETHER AFTER THE CHECKERED FLAG HEADED DOWN TOWARDS TURN NUMBER ONE. IT'S GORDON who wins the Daytona 500.
14: Tell you what, my friend, I've been coming here for a lot of years, seen all the Daytona 500s. That one's gonna rank right up there as one of the best I have ever seen, and I'm sure there's not gonna be a fan leave here this afternoon that will not share that same opinion.
12: And when you say Jeff revolutionized the sport, you gotta say that Ray was one that, that made such a difference in the garage from the pit crews to organizational charts and pulling people from different walks of life that was excellent in, in, in every category and the way he structured and ran a team was totally different than anything I'd ever seen.
8: This is just an incredible,
7: unbelievable day. I really never thought anybody could ever win this million again, let alone three Southern 500s in a row. Row. That is awesome. I tell you what, I'm just, I'm just, oh, my, I can't believe it. I can't believe it.
5: That's all from this week's MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. You can hear the entire show for free at MRN.com, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast downloads. Coming up next, we'll get you set up for Watkins Glen with Matt DiBenedetto's crew chief, Mike Wheeler. And later, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history.
1: You hear it every week. just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back
3: in Denver. Everybody supports this team.
13: They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pit.
3: This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call presented by Money Lions every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found.
2: Time for the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Has your check engine light come on recently? Then check out the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Now back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to the
5: AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Earlier this year, Matt De Benedetto drove his number 95 Levine Family Racing Toyota to a fourth place finish at Sonoma Raceway. This weekend, it's the second of three road course races in 2019. His crew chief is Mike Wheeler, who helped Denny Hanlon win at Watkins Glen three years ago. Recently, our Jason Toy talked with Wheels about the challenges of the Glen.
12: Let's talk about uh, Watkins Glen next week. I mean, you know how to find victory lane there in the past, but what is a, what do you have to be as a crew chief set up as you get ready to go in there?
4: Uh, first off, Watkins Glen qualifying well is important. Uh, starting in the top ten, top five it makes the day a whole lot easier as far as uh, passing and strategy. Um, so keeping track position is definitely key there um ultimately you want to make sure you're good on braking zones um turn one into the bus stop and then again turn six is the areas that can really kind of get get position on guys and kind of um have ability to pass um after that you can make a lot of lap time through the uh through the bus stop as far as overall speed but you can't really pass there um with new package it'll be kind of different different deal altogether and we'll have to learn it um but ultimately you know qualifying well and having good brakes is one of the keys there
12: is there Place where you might give up some to be better in other parts of that track
4: um yeah that generally you can afford to be um give up a little bit for a drive there it's not like sonoma where you end up having traction limited uh moments um, a lot of it is high speed new pave hard tires uh, you don't fight traction as much to do as sonoma um, so that's one of those things you can work on steering and braking more than say sonoma and other road, road courses uh, but at the same point in order to win the race got to be getting off assets.
12: Obviously pitting from the opposite side this time, so I guess a lot of work leading into Watkins Glen with the, with the pit group.
4: Yeah, the guys usually do a couple weeks ahead of time um, some reps on kind of backwards pit stops and seeing what's best for each group. Uh, every year each team does something different because of the makeup of the people and everything else, but um, usually they get enough reps beforehand to uh, manage fairly good pit stops.
5: That's Mike Wheeler, crew chief for Matt Benedetto. Look for that team to have another strong showing on Sunday afternoon. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong is standing by with this week's history lesson.
11: Thanks, Mike. This week in NASCAR history, we boogie back to 1978. Newborn country rock star Zach Brown two steps into the world. The movie Grease dances to the top of the soundtrack charts. National Lampoon's Animal House is a walk at the box office. And Daryl Waltrip tangoed with David Pearson all day to win the Coca-Cola 500 at Pocono Raceway.
12: And a little bit of chicken try. The gap closes agonizingly slowly. Here is Waltrip on the bottom. They will lap by Gary Byers coming out of the final jerk. Pearson is five, four car lengths as they
3: head for the finish. Pearson continuing to close. He pulls up to within three car lengths. They're coming
9: to the line, and that will be the story. Waltrip will win. It'll be Waltrip in first, David Pearson in second.
11: 1989, Stevie Ray Vaughan ricochets to the top of the charts with Crossfire. The iconic TV show Primetime, hosted by Sam Donaldson and Diane Sawyer, starts a 23-year run on ABC. And Terry Labonte drove the number 11 junior Johnson prepared Ford to victory at Talladega Super Speedway, holding off Daryl Waltrip to win the Die Hard 500 from third
1: position on back will not be a factor. Here comes the trial one last time for the race leaders. Labonte has the car lane bleed over Waltrip. Darrell cuts to the inside. Darrell's going to make a run here at the straight. He will come up short by just a car length and a half. And for the 19 different winners in 21 races here in the diehard 500, we can add the name of Terry Labotti to that list.
11: 2002. Kenny Chesney is the best there is on country radio with the good stuff. The Baltimore Ravens signed a five-year extension with linebacker Ray Lewis, worth $19 million, history's largest NFL bonus at the time. Kelly Clarkson made history as she became the first winner of American Idol, and awesome Bill Elliott took the checkers for the fifth time at the Tricky Triangle, winning the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono Raceway.
8: Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. Once he finally grabbed the lead here late in the
12: race, Bill Elliott has been unchallenged. He is right now as he comes down to turn three for the final time. Kurt Busch will have nothing for him. A good run for him, though. Bill Elliott's off the corner looking for checkers. Bill
8: Elliott started on the butt pole for the race here today. Led a total of three times. He comes to the stripe, and he will win the Pennsylvania 500.
11: And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history.
5: Thank you, Susie. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Has your check engine light come on recently? Then check out the free AutoZone FixFinder service. It'll help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We'd like to thank Ryan Newman for joining us. Also, our thanks to Chase Briscoe, Tony Stewart, Alex Bowman, and Mike Wheeler rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long everybody.
2: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henry and Tyler Burnett and Rich Cobrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit mrm.com to get all of the latest nascar news and information nascar live is produced under an exclusive license with nascar any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of nascar and the motor racing network
0: this nascar season every member of the toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home